Hello and welcome. Bienvenido. Hello. And assalamu alaikum. Welcome to AO Access to Success, the podcast series developed by the AO Access Task Forces to broaden your perspectives for personal and professional development. Today's podcast is hosted by Urs Rietchi, Executive Director, Education Development at the AO Foundation. I'm honored to host today's podcast on the importance of leadership buy-in to create culture change. My name is Urs Rietchi. I'm the Executive Director of Education Development and the AO Access Steering Committee member representing the AO Executive Committee. I have the pleasure of welcoming our guests today, the AO Access Steering Committee. First, Professor Robert McGuire, a spine surgeon from Jackson, Mississippi, past president of the AO Foundation and AO Access Steering Committee chairperson. Importantly, Dr. McGuire is the AO Access representative at the AO Foundation board level, forming an important link to the top leadership of the AO Foundation. Thank you, Urs. It's an absolute pleasure for me to be here today. Our second guest is Professor Amy Kapatkin, a veterinary orthopedic surgeon at UC Davis. Dr. Kapatkin is the AO President of AO North America and AO Access Steering Committee member responsible for diversity and inclusion. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Grateful to be here. And finally, Professor Jaime Quintero, an orthopedic and trauma surgeon from Bogota, Colombia, also a past president of the AO Foundation and the AO Access Steering Committee member responsible for mentorship. Buenos dias. Hello, everyone. And I'm very pleased to be here with you today. Today, we will share with you the strategy of AO Access and the framework we have used to create cultural change in the AO. Why? Cultural change transcends the moment and sets future standards. Cultural change means proactively building the context we want to live in, and leaders have an important, if not the most important, responsibility to drive such initiatives so that everyone can contribute to building a more equal world. Amy, may I hand over to you to say a few words about why and how we started this initiative? Thank you, Earth. The first step we took, and which is best practices, was to examine the current state and structure of the organization. Without data, it's very difficult to get buy-in to drive change. Data collection also helps us to measure our successes. In 2019, the Opportunity, Diversity, and Inclusion Initiative, what is now called AO Access, launched a large-scale, evidence-based survey to 14,000 of our faculty who were defined as people with a teaching assignment in the last 10 years. The data clearly demonstrated areas that change was needed and desired. For example, current practices in faculty and leadership recruitment, mentorship patterns highlighted that the AO structure for entry and advancement in the organization did not provide opportunities across underrepresented groups, and diversity was lacking in AO. Once these gaps were identified, 
the AO Foundation Board leadership endorsed an official program which started in June 2020. We proceeded with the recruitment of task forces based on open calls with anonymized selection processes to adhere to our own principles of open and unbiased selection methods. These processes were successful, and we now have three task forces that are very diverse with committed people working very hard to advance access, objectives, and programs. In less than one year, these three task forces produced one, three, and five-year strategies with key performance indicators informed by the survey results. Thank you, Amy. That sounds like it was a linear process, but I can only imagine the many loops you had to jump through to get this far in such little time. Jaime, can you share with us the second step in our framework, which is to emphasize learning? What are some of the activities that AOXS, once established as a program, started to develop and why educational opportunities are so important? Yeah, thank you, Urs. Yes, of course. I have always been a great proponent of emphasizing learning and education as the best tool to promote change. And even when I was the AO president, I was always very keen, for example, on engaging with all learning opportunities of the AO Foundation. And even though I had been teaching for a long time already, for example, I was able to attend, amongst many other educational activities, the faculty education program. And we know that lifelong learning is part of becoming a surgeon and that as the world changes, we need to adapt and to change to offer the best patient care. Learning about unconscious bias is a great way of knowing about one's own implicit biases. We all have them and research indicates that they are more prevalent than conscious prejudices. And you know, Often our unconscious biases are incompatible with our conscious values. And this came as a surprise to me. And that is one of the educational activities why AO Access is developing an e-learning module on unconscious bias, which I'm really I'm very excited about. It doesn't stop there actually. AO Access has additional learning opportunities and educational activities as well as ways to get engaged and become part of the culture change we are leading. It ranges from webinars, the podcasts, publications, the mentorship program, and much more to come. Jaime, thank you very much for uh, raising that concept on unconscious bias. You remember uh, a couple of years ago when we offered the educational opportunity for the trustees uh, in Dublin, we got quite an interesting response from that particular group. I'm sure you remember that. You know, we also did a retest on ourselves again in June of 2021. It's a great reminder of how simple and surprising an activity can be and what you can learn about yourself. The findings resulted in a great conversation and really made me think of wanting to dive deeper in this area of unconscious bias. AO Access has another podcast that specifically addresses this issue, and I would encourage all of you that are listening to really listen to that podcast. And of course, we want you to test your own unconscious biases. The beauty of this is that you can do this privately. No one's looking. You're able to kind of get a, uh, a good sense of where you stand. And I'm sure 
as it was with all of us, it'll be a very enlightening experience for you. As one of my roles, having been the AO president and now the past president of the AO, is to distribute accountability. This is another important step in the strategic framework of AO access. The whole point of leadership buy-in, as we've learned from the business world as well as the literature that's out there, is extremely important. I couldn't agree more, Bob. Being the AO North America president now, I take this part of my job very seriously. An example I can share from North America were that I noticed some courses had no women teaching in them. We had discussions with our leadership that educational courses should not have only a homogenous group teaching them. It is important for course faculty to be representative of our community and our patients. This applies to task forces, committee work, and really anything we do at AO. With my role as an AO Access Steering Committee member, we can contribute to policy changes, creating change from the top. It can be hard and difficult to have these conversations and create change, but the privilege of this role comes with a responsibility. That's a great example, Amy. And with that, you really made me think of the AO Access Liaison role that we're presently implementing. This role will contribute to uh, the implementation and measuring of the strategies uh, AO Access has developed. The responsible persons, which are the uh, community development chairpersons, will actually be the ambassadors to the uh, international boards, as well as to their own community development commissions. They form a great point of intersection and will be instrumental in advocating the cultural change. Uh, Indeed, Bob. It reminds me how things learned I'm also bringing to my practice. Learning and advocating for change and better patient care affects every aspect of life, my university life, my clinical practice, and my personal and private life even. That makes me think of the role of mentorship, which is close to all our hearts the AO Access Mentorship Program. We have all been mentors, formal or informally, and we have all been mentees, don't you think? We know from our well-established AO Fellowship Programs that mentors have played such an important role in our career and surgeons. The AO Fellowship opened the gates of my AO career. That's right, Jaime. Let me share with our listeners, we have this new pilot that you're talking about, the mentorship program, which is actually the first program based on non-clinical competencies across clinical specialties that the AO has launched. We're pretty excited about this and the fact that it is the first of its kind. The data that Amy mentioned showed that there were patterns that favored mentoring to and for those whom have connections in an existing network already. With this formal pilot program, which will be for the next three months, this mentoring program will facilitate mentorship for those who have historically not had that needed connection. We also address mentorship across different genders, ethnicities, and other diversities as the matching is done anonymously. It's really based on addressing the needs and the competencies. I personally know how rewarding it is to be a mentor. And I would say that I learn as much from the mentee as I hope that they learn from my experiences. It is definitely a two-way street. This is a great way to let me highlight the last two steps in our strategy. 
which is to measure and repeat. A culture change project takes time, commitment, energy, and investment. The AO Access team has developed a one and three and five year strategy with each of the three currently existing task forces. And all of them have made incredible advances. The key performance indicators that Amy mentioned earlier will clearly allow us to measure our impact and to repeat and build on those strategies that worked and of course, adapt the ones that haven't. It's a long-term and comprehensive program that the AO Foundation Board has committed to and allocated resources to. I'm very glad to be working with such committed and knowledgeable individuals such as yourselves. Thank you, everyone. This has been an interesting and insightful podcast on the importance of leadership buy-in to create culture change. I welcome everyone to join us and our initiative on this lifelong journey of learning, leveraging and leading. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the AO Access to Success podcast series. Be sure to visit our webpage to facilitate your personal and professional development by exploring dimensions of leadership at AO Foundation, who we are, about AO, AO access, to join the conversation.